most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? I got five dollars. This is a run to the left. How many tackles can one man break? You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. My goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. The best. Relentless, refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. What's up, everybody? And welcome to the Fantasy Flex Way Too Early Season Long Props Podcast presented by Prize Picks. I am your host, Chris Rabon. I am joined by Sean Kerner, Samantha Praviti of the Action Network. We're going to give you nine props. Way too early, I know, but Samantha, what's going on? How's your, uh, how's your post-Super Bowl wife treat you? It's been pretty relaxing, though, of course, I already missed football. Um, we're getting sort of our fix with the combine, but I'm enjoying a little bit of a, a break right now. I'm in Utah. Nice. Utah. What's going on in Utah? Uh, well, because I don't do enough skiing, I went on a ski vacation. <laughs> <laughs> so it's actually super warm here, though. It's like slushy. So it's not as fun, but uh, still enjoyable. Hey, Sean, what's going on, man? I, I'm guessing you're uh, you're not skiing as well. So what, what are you doing? What are you, what are you doing uh, to? No, I'm, I'm prepping for um, March Madness. So, you know, taking a quick break to discuss some NFL is uh, a welcome thing for me. And yeah, it's it's never too early to take advantage of these season long props. Like this is one of my favorite things to bet on the off season. So uh, I'm ready for this. All right, let's, uh, let's get into it. Cause I, I it sounds like you want to, you want to bang the table for somebody, Sean. So I'm going to kick it right to you. Uh, give us your first uh, season long prop for 2022. Oh, they got fire trucks now. Oh my God. <laughs> hey, we got the sound effects all natural this year on, on the fantasy <laughs> Flex podcast. We're not, the producers have to do nothing. No added sound effects. No, just like we're going straight off background noise. So, you know. Yeah. So the first prop I like is Jonathan Taylor over. Okay. This is insane, right? Should I, should I just go tell him to knock it off? Okay. Uh, no, I think you're good, man. Just tell us about it. Just tell us why we should bang the over on Jonathan Taylor. I love the Jonathan Taylor over 1400 rushing yards. Um, you know, the days of worrying about how Naheem Hines or Marlon Mack will eat into Jonathan Taylor's workload are over. Um, you know, that was the case weeks one through four last season. You know, Taylor only saw 55% of the Colts' rush attempts. Uh, but, you know, once week eight hit, that's when we saw Jonathan Taylor explode. And, you know, he averaged 75% of the Colts' rush attempt um, from week eight on. Um, and he averaged 123 yards a game uh, from that point on. So I think we're going to see more of that in 2022. You know, he's going to be turning 23 next season. He's entering his prime. Um, playing behind still a solid offensive line, you know, Eric Fisher, Mark Lewinsky are free agents, but hopefully they'll be able to bring him back. So just love what's setting up for Jonathan Taylor this season. And, you know, he's mentioned he's never missed a practice in high school, college or the NFL. So he's pretty durable. So right now I'm docking him two games. I do that for every running back and I'm still projecting him for 1550 rushing yards. So, you know, given his durability, like, you know, I think it could go over that. So love Jonathan Taylor over 1,400 rushing yards next season. That's, you know, I mean, I'm, to be honest, not a fan of taking overs at this time of the year, but I will say this about Taylor. His numbers, 1,400, uh, that would have been about four games worth of rushing you could have docked him for almost, and uh, he would have still gone over. So if there's anybody that you're going to take an over with here, 
I think Taylor would be the guy. Samantha, what about you? Where are you going with your first prop? Sure. Yeah. So my first prop that I really like is Matthew Stafford under 4,700 passing yards. So he did pass for uh, almost 4,900 yards this year, which was his best passing year since 2012. Granted, it is tough to do a lot of efficient passing on the Lions, but I think that we could definitely see a little bit of a post-Super Bowl slump for a number of reasons. First, he just turned 34 years old. It's not ancient in terms of signal callers, but it certainly isn't young. Second, the Rams have a ton of free agent liabilities to deal with this offseason. That includes a whole bunch of people, edge rusher Von Miller, uh, running back Sony Michelle, uh, Odell Beckham, a bunch of their uh offensive linemen, their center. I think it'll be difficult for them to re-sign them with the fifth lowest cap space right now at approximately 13 million over the cap. Um, Toss in the fact that they have zero first or second round picks. I just think it's unlikely that they actually improve year over year, which is why I kind of like the Stafford under. Some of that uh, Super Bowl wet down too, you know, see what happens there. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, he's going to have cup, but you know, the receivers might look a little different as well. So uh, should be interesting. Uh, for my first one, I'm going to go with Stefan Diggs under 1,250 and a half receiving yards. Last year, he only had 1,225 despite playing in all 17 games. So I think that's a good sign for betting this under, especially when you consider Diggs is now entering his age 29 season. Usually wide receivers, they peak around age 27, uh, 26, 27, maybe 28. So either way you look at it, Diggs should be coming out of his prime here. He's averaged about 12 yards per catch with the Bills. So that's another thing. You know, he could see high volume, and that doesn't necessarily mean um, that he's going to clear this number again. Uh, in fact, he's only eclipsed it once. Uh, in You know, that was his, the year before this. And that's despite missing only 10 games in seven pro seasons. So I know there is an extra game now, but he still wouldn't have, uh, have really hit this in any other year except that first Bills year. So uh, I'm going to bet the under here. And I think that's kind of how – you know, you have to look at a lot of these props this time of year. It's just, you're kind of looking at games played and saying, all right, if a guy played all of his games and he still didn't hit it, there's probably a good chance he's going to not play his full outfit of games next year. That's just how football goes. Um, so love the under 1,250 and a half for digs. Uh, Sean, back to you. Let's go with your second. Where are you going? You made a good point um, saying that we typically want to attack unders uh, for these long props, but all the guys that are up right now are pretty elite. So I, I'm going to attack another over here. I'm going to go CD Lamb over 1,200 and a half receiving yards. Um, you know, I'm expecting a monster season from CD Lamb. He's entering his third season, which is usually when we see wide receivers enter their prime. He's, he's only going to be 23 years old. So he's pretty young um, heading in his third season. Uh, and the Cowboys will likely be losing, you know, Michael Gallup, possibly Dalton Schultz to free agency. And there's even rumors that they might cut. Amari Cooper. Um, so, you know, if that happens, uh, CeeDee Lamb, he's more than capable of being a number one wide receiver, uh, but this season might be his first chance to actually prove that. So, um, plus it, it also helps that Kellen Moore staying as offensive coordinator. I think he's great for this offense and CeeDee Lamb particularly. So, you know, I'm projecting CeeDee Lamb right around 1,300 yards right now, but like I said, he's, in a, he's you know, only going to go up. He's entering his prime, and if Amari Cooper gets cut, you know, his the prop's only going to go up. So I love uh, buy-in low on CD Lamb right now. Yeah, I mean, you would think year three would be the breakout. I mean, year two was kind of the breakout. He went from 935 yards to uh, 1102. But I thought they left a lot of meat on the bone with yeah. CD Lamb just in terms of his usage. I mean, there were games where he wasn't playing like a full complement of snaps. There were games where he just wasn't treated 
even like a top two receiver on that, no. on that offense. So it was, it was an odd year, but the fact that he still got to 1100, um, obviously it is somewhat of a projection. I'm guessing you're, you're projecting him uh, receivers in general for like one missed game, right? Yeah. Right around one missed game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, the year three breakout probably coming here for, uh, for CD lamb. Samantha, where are you going with prop number two? Yeah, I'm with you guys in terms of going with a lot of unders, but I did like one over, which is Dak Prescott over 4,600 and a half passing yards. Uh, He would have only hit this over once in his career back in 2019, but he was on track to do it last season had he played all 17 games. Now, yes, that's a lot asking a lot of a quarterback, but this is while he was dealing with a calf and shoulder injury, which required surgery this offseason. He should be healthy for the Cowboys offseason program. Uh, after the the surgery and everything. And over the last three seasons, he's averaged 303 passing yards per game. Um, That puts his 17 game projection at well over 5,000 yards, which means he could certainly miss a game and still be comfortably within the over here. Um, Basically, I see this as a bet on his health, um, especially with a lot of his weapons locked up, but uh, certainly makes me a little bit nervous if uh, Amari Cooper doesn't stay on the team. I mean, Dak, I mean, even this, these last two years, if you combine that, the, what was it, like five games he had uh, in 2020, I mean, he's he's definitely passing for a lot of yards. So, yeah, it, I think it just comes down to health. I think he should surpass this uh, fairly easily if he's healthy for the, you know, the full season. Uh, for my second pick here on under roulette, is, which is essentially what I'm playing, I'm going to go with Najee Harris uh, under 1,150 and a half rushing yards. So he played all 17 games last season uh, and he still got only uh, 1,200. So again, like Sean mentioned, the median missed games for a running back is going to be between two and three. Obviously, we don't have a big enough sample for the 17 game year, but it's usually around two two to three in the 16 game year. So I would think it would be about the same. Um, So that's number one. Number two is he led the NFL in touches with 381 during the regular season. So I think there is a good chance that he misses, you know, perhaps even more than just, you know, one or two or three games. Uh, And then he played 84% of the snaps, got 86% of the touches for the Steelers a year ago. So you combine that kind of workload, like that's just hard to repeat year over year, whether it's because of injury, whether it's because, you know, the team decides that he's so important that maybe you knock it down a little. There's a lot of different ways that I think he could fall short uh, of kind of hitting this 1200 rushing yards and still have a pretty decent season a year too, but um, yeah, I'm going under uh, 1150 and a half rushing yards for Najee. All right. Third and final prop for, for you, uh, Sean. Uh, I'm going Debo Samuel under 1250 and a half receiving yards. Of all the guys uh, to go under. I know, right? Damn. Well, you, took, you took the under on Safan <laughs> Diggs, so I have to counter with an under on Debo Samuel. And, you know, there's no denying that Debo's probably the best player in the NFL right now, but it doesn't mean we can't take advantage of his under. Um, so last season, you know, the first eight games, he averaged 110 receiving yards a game. Then in week nine, Kyle Shanahan started giving Debo, you know, five to eight rushing attempts per game. And he averaged 59 receiving yards a game over the final 12 games. And another point I wanted to make about, you know, his monster first half of the season, that was when Brandon Ayuk was in the doghouse, was struggling, you know, and then the second half, Ayuk stepped up. I think Ayuk will be a lot better this season, more consistent. So I think that's going to impact Debo as well. Uh, but also, you know, I think, with Trey Lance likely going to be the 49ers starting quarterback next season, you know, they're going to be a much more run heavy team. Um, and his two starts last season, Debo only averaged 60 yards per game, even more reason to just give Debo direct handoffs, honestly. So 
Um, you know, I, I'm still ranking Debo in my top four in fantasy, but that's based off his rushing production. But his receiving yard, uh, you know, projection for me right now is closer to 1,100 receiving yards. Um, so I think that we have a bit of a cushion here uh, with 1,250. And again, you know, he's he's a dual threat player now. So I think we can dock him on his uh, receiving uh, production. And here's a guy who, I mean, as good as he is, the way he plays, I think also, because again, yeah. I think at this time of year, you have to think about injuries and you have to think about games. But the way he plays um, may not be sustainable, you know, rushing or rusher at, or receiver, just because he's like hitting people and getting so many yards yeah. after the catch. He just, he plays too much like a running back for a wide receiver in terms of like projecting like him to play a full year, year over year. So like, you know, I know Samantha, I know you like this one too. I actually like it too. I just have principles. I will not <laughs> on this podcast. Debo and Gabe Davis, no slander for me uh, on this podcast, but uh, no, I totally agree. I think it's the right play. I think, I think that's the thing. If you're, um, you know, playing on making wagers or, or, or betting on these season long props at this time, time of year, you know, most of, of the guys that are posted are going to be the elite guys. Cause we don't know, you know, what's going to happen with a lot of these, you know, number two receivers and it kind of, you know, maybe one B running backs or backfields or things like that. So you're going to get a lot of studs and it's harder psychologically maybe to take the under because they're such good players, but you just have to look back at, okay, what is the real expectation when it comes to like games played, what could go wrong? And there's a lot. So um, yeah, I think, you know, just off Debo having the same role and playing all his games um, could still go well under this. Uh, Samantha, what about you? Third prop. Sure. So my final one is going to be Joe Mixon under 1,125 and a half rushing yards. Honestly, I like a lot of these rushing unders, uh, except the Jonathan Taylor one, uh, because a lot can happen. We talked about this over the course of the season, especially to running backs. It does feel a little bit sacrilegious of me to go against my dude Mixon after his banner season, his third 1,000 rushing yards season of his career would have hit this over um, this year. But it was also a season where he was highly efficient in the passing game, um, 314 receiving yards, a trend that I also think could continue. His per game rushing yard average of 75.7 means that he has to be healthy for at least 15 games this year, which is certainly possible, but that doesn't leave a lot of margin, especially for a player who has not been uh, not done a complete season his entire career and just played six games in 2020. Um, in terms of competition, uh, Samaj P. Ryan becomes a free agent this offseason. But even if they don't re-sign him, they have Chris Evans until 2025, sadly, not Captain America. Um, and then a toss in the fact that the offensive line continues to be a pain point. Um, there are a lot of paths for this one to go under. Yeah, I don't think I don't think anybody Cincinnati related is happy with Samaj P. Ryan, except maybe <laughs> us who bet on like that Samaj P. Ryan under in the Super Bowl. Because like where was Mixon on the, well, the last two plays? Like Samaje ruined the T Higgins uh, MVP prop though. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're, so. we're not we're not Samaje Ron fans on this show, but <laughs> we're not. That that being said, <laughs> I, I totally agree. I think I mean Joe Mixon just seems like a guy just waiting to play like eight games this year, like like something like you know what I mean. Like he's kind of st- hung in there these last couple of years. He's always got a pretty high carry count. Uh, you know, I just you just can't trust these backs. I mean, look at you know we were talking about coming in last year, right? Derrick Henry, he never gets hurt. The year before, Christian McCaffrey, he never gets hurt. And it's like, all these guys got hurt, you know? So um, I, I totally agree. I think at this time of the year, this time, you know, th- there's only one way to go with the with the with these running backs, and it's under. And that brings me to uh, my third and final prop, and that's Nick Chubb, under 13, 50 and a half rushing yards. And uh, we were here last year. We did the same thing. I think I took the Chubb under 
And, and Sean was making fun of me because I think my yards per carry maybe was yes. still a little too low. But he averaged 5.5 yards a carry and still went under. I forget exactly what his number was last year, but he he's actually went under it. Um, I know by a, at least like a 50 to 100 yards, if not more. And that's because missed games. So um, he's already hit the over on this number once in four years. He's in his fifth year. He's aged uh, 27 now. And he has been carrying a pretty huge wor- workload for the last three years, even with, you know, guys spelling him and Kareem Hunt. But uh, he's missed three and a half games per season over the last two. So despite 5.6 and 5.5 yards per carry, I, I don't even know if that's sustainable, um, you know, going forward. I mean, he was at 5.2 and 5.0 his first couple of years. Age 27, you start to see a little bit of a, a decline for running back, sometimes a major one. So I think you have the outlier efficiency, uh, and then you still have to play a lot of games for Chubb for him to go over this massive number here. So uh, give me the under here on Nick Chubb, even though it does not feel good. I'm 1350 and a half. And that is going to wrap it up. Nine props for you way too early March. Let me just uh, recap them. Uh, for all you guys out there, Sean's going with Jonathan Taylor over 1,400 and a half rushing yards, CeeDee Lamb over 1,200 and a half receiving yards, and Debo Samuel under 1,250 and a half receiving yards. Samantha's going with Matthew Stafford under 4,700 and a half passing yards, Dak Prescott over 4,600 and a half passing yards, and Joe Mixon under 1,125 and a half rushing yards. I'm going with Stefan Diggs under 1250 and a half receiving yards, Najee Harris under 1150 and a half rushing, and Nick Chubb under 1350 and a half rushing yards. That's going to do it for the Fantasy Flex way too early season long props podcast for 2022 presented by Prize Picks. You can find Samantha on Twitter at SamanthaNFL. You can find Sean at the underscore odds maker and you can find me at chris raybon also be sure to check out actionnetwork.com for all of our off-season fantasy nfl and betting content and fantasylabs.com once the season kicks into gear for our dfs content until next time get this money